today on Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren, we continue in our riveting journey through the series, The Invisible War. In it, we'll explore the unseen world of good and evil and see how it impacts our day-to-day existence. Join us for eye-opening biblical insights into the spiritual dimensions that influence our lives in ways we never imagined. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called, Set Free From Me. Now, if you really are serious about changing your life for the better, you've got to start where God tells you to start. And God says you don't start with your behavior, your actions, and you don't start with your feelings, your emotions. You start with your mind. The battle for you to be set free from me starts in changing your mind. Be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible teaches very clearly that the way we act is determined by the way we feel. And the way we feel is determined by the way we think. For instance, if I'm acting depressed, it's because I feel depressed. And if I'm feeling depressed, it's because I'm thinking depressed thoughts. And if I want to get over my depression, I don't force myself to change my behavior. That doesn't work. And I I don't force myself to change my, my feelings. You can't change a feeling. You cannot force a feeling. A guy says, you know, I don't love my wife anymore. So how do I say, well, okay, what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm just going to force myself to feel that I love her. How will that work? It doesn't work. You can't force a feeling. It's like telling the crying kid, now, I command you to be happy. I'm trying, Daddy, I'm trying. You cannot force a feeling. In fact, when you try to force a feeling, everybody knows you're faking it. You can't force a feeling. You can't fight that feeling anymore. (laughs) If you laughed at that, you're really old. Okay, you are really, really old. Okay, now, uh, what you do is you change the way you think. And if you change the way you think, that's gonna change the way you feel, and it will change the way you act. So, if you say, you know, I don't have any feelings for my wife anymore. You can act your way into a feeling, and you can think your way into a feeling, but you can't feel your way into a feeling. If you start acting loving towards your wife and you start thinking loving thoughts toward your wife, I'm going to tell you what, the feelings will come back. They will return. You act your way into a feeling and you think your way into a feeling, but you don't feel your way into a feeling. Now, the good thing about this is that now that you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and so you can ask him to help you put good thoughts in your mind. So now you're not just on your own. You're not just out here trying to think up stuff by yourself on what would be a good thing for me to think about. You can say, Holy Spirit, put good thoughts in my mind. That's the second thing we learn from Romans 8. Write this down. Number two, the second mental habit to defeat the weapons of self-destruction is I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts. And if you ask him to give you better thoughts, do you think he will? Of course he will. Of course he's gonna give you better thoughts. That's a prayer he's gonna answer. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts. This is the second key to permanent change in your life. Now this is what it says in the next 
two verses, verses five and six of Romans eight. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what the nature, that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mindset on what the spirit desires. Now there's two kinds of mindsets, circle the mindsets. There's the mindset of your old nature and there's the mindset of the Holy Spirit. There's the mindset of the way I normally think about my life and there's the mindset of how the Spirit sees my life. Which one's gonna be true? The one that the Spirit says. So I have to choose between these mindsets. Am I gonna set my mind on the way I normally think about my life or am I gonna set my mind on the way God thinks about my life? Now, there's a big difference in choosing these mindsets because if you choose one, you're gonna get one response and if you choose the other, you're gonna get another. And the next part of the verse tells us what that is. The mind of sinful man is what? That means it's self-destructive. Thoughts that you come up with yourself are gonna to tend to be self-destructive. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is what? Life and peace. Okay. I don't normally do this, but how many of you would like to have life and peace this summer? Yeah, uh, me too. I would like to have life and peace this summer. And it's all about the mindset you choose. Your problems probably won't change, those ones that are persistent. But your mindset can change. And that's the difference between a life of self-destruction or a life of life and peace. Now. This is the Holy Spirit's answer to uncontrolled thoughts. What I do is I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts. And this is the principle of replacement. I want you to write this word down, replacement. The principle of replacement is anytime you wanna change something in your life and you're serious about changing it, you don't resist it, you replace it. When you got something negative in your life, you don't resist it you replace it. You say, I wanna stop smoking. You don't smoke, I wanna stop smoking, I wanna stop smoking, I wanna stop smoking. It's like frog and toad together, that story we read last week. I don't wanna eat a cookie and I just ate one. I don't wanna eat a cookie and I just ate one. I don't wanna eat a cookie. No, because the whole time you're focusing on what you don't want and whatever you focus on gets your attention, whatever gets your attention gets you. That's why if you wanna break any bad habit in your life, the key is not to resist it, but to refocus. Whatever you resist persists because you keep focusing on it. Now, it's like if I'm flipping TV channels and all of a sudden there's something on TV that I don't really wanna watch or I shouldn't watch, I don't sit there and go, I don't wanna watch it, I don't wanna watch it, I don't wanna watch it, I just flip the channel. I replace it, and the moment I replace it, it's gone. It has no grip on me anymore. So I mean, if you're standing in an airport bookstore and they've got all these girly magazines and you're standing in front of me saying, I don't wanna look at them, I don't wanna look at them, what do you do? Well, you don't stand there, you walk away. You, okay, you, you slam the door. If you want, don't wanna get stung by the bees, you, you just get away from them. And, and, and you, you replace it with something else. Now, let's say I had a big, fat, juicy donut sitting right here. Okay, I mean, and it's hot. And the glaze is just kind of dripping off the side. Now, I'm on the Daniel plan. 
Okay. Now, if it's sitting here, I don't go, I don't want that donut. I really, really, I'm just smelling it. Oh, baby, oh, baby. That yeasty smell. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, what do I do? I just look over it down to you guys. And the moment I see you guys, I've lost, it's, uh, it's, it's lost its grip on me because my attention has changed. Now, as long as I resist the donut, it doesn't work. But the moment I refocus on something else, I don't even think about it anymore. Does that make sense? Okay, so I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts to replace the negative ones in my mind. Now, you choose what you dwell on. Satan gives you ideas, those are called temptations. Holy Spirit gives you ideas, those are called inspiration. You get ideas, but the, the truth is, you choose what you focus on. But now, now that you're a believer, you have a helper. And you can say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to give me your ideas. And, and a lot of times, the Holy Spirit, the God Spirit will say to me, hey Rick, why don't you think about this instead? Good idea and I just change my thoughts. Now, I would encourage you to invite the Holy Spirit to have free access to your mind. You say, God, you have put your spirit inside of me. I give you free access to my mind. 24 hours a day, I invite you to suggest good thoughts. Why? Because they'll always be the truth, they'll always be right, they'll always be helpful, they'll always be pure. Those are the things we are to think on. So you invite the Holy Spirit to put thoughts in your mind. Why? Because those who live according to sinful nature have their minds set on one thing, but those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on another. And the mindset that I normally have leads to self-destruction. And the mindset that God's Spirit gives me leads to peace. And I want peace in my life. So, and that's why I said you know, earlier, we don't expect unbelievers to act like believers until they are. They don't have the power. Look at the next verse. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. It can't even do it. Those controlled by sinful nature cannot please God. So why do you work on passing a law when they don't have the ability to change it, to change? Only God can change us. Change comes from the inside out. Third principle. Third mental habit you're going to need to develop to apply the truths of Romans 8 in your life. And that is this. I realize I have a new ability to say no. I need to remind myself, I need to remember on a daily basis, I need to realize that now that I'm a believer, I have a new ability to say no to the things that are self-destructive in my life. Now this is very important because before you became a believer, you, all you had was willpower and you lost most of those bad habits. Because, lost to most of them. Because you don't, willpower wears out, it's not enough. But now, with the spirit in your life, you have a new ability to say no, a new power, and you need to learn how to tap into that power. I don't know about you, but I could admit pretty honestly that before I had the Holy Spirit in my life, there were some things I just couldn't say no to. I didn't have the ability to say no to them. Now you can call them compulsions, you can call them habits, you can call them urges, you can call them lusts, you can call them impulses, 
You can call them your old nature. But the truth is there were some things in my life I, I just couldn't say no to. I had no ability to say no because I didn't have, I, all I had was willpower. Now, now I have God's power, and he gives me the ability to say no. Look at this verse up here on the screen. Galatians 5.16 says this. Let the Spirit direct your lives, and you will not satisfy the desires of the old human nature. Now, if I let the Spirit live through me, does it say I won't have those desires? Did, is that what it said? No, it said I won't what? I won't satisfy those desires. I won't satisfy those desires. In other words, do I still have the same desires I had before I was a Christian? Yes. Do I still have the same temptations? Yes. Do I still have the same urges and compulsions? Yes. Do I fulfill them? No. Why? Because I have a new power inside of me. And it's not just willpower anymore. Now, I've heard people say, but why should I limit any desire in my life that seems natural? Why should I rein it in if, it seem, if it's a natural desire? Friends, not everything natural is good for you. I mean, I might naturally want to punch you in the nose. <laughs> that doesn't mean I should do it. I have a lot of natural desires that I need to not fulfill. For instance, sometimes I have a natural desire to cuss people out on the freeway. Does it mean I should just do it? No. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's good. Arsenic is natural, but you drink it and it'll kill you. A lot of natural things are poison. So just because it says natural doesn't mean it's good. There are things in my old nature that are very natural for me to do, but they're self-destructive. I mean, people say, well, if I feel this way, why shouldn't I give into it? Because that's called maturity. Maturity is when you do the right thing, not what you feel like doing, because what you feel like doing isn't always the best for you, the best for somebody else, God's will, or whatever. If everybody just did what they naturally feel like doing, nobody'd go to work tomorrow morning. Now this is the good news of Romans chapter eight. Look at the next verse, verse nine. But, he says, you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are now controlled by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Now, anybody who does not have the Spirit of God living in them does not belong to Christ. Now, let me stop here and explain this. Some people mistakenly think that you get God kind of piecemeal, that Jesus comes into your life at one point in your life, and then maybe a little bit later, the Holy Spirit comes into your life, and then maybe a little bit later, you get the Father into your life. No, God is a trinity, three in one. When you got Jesus, you got all of God. God doesn't come into your life piecemeal. When Jesus comes into your life, the Spirit comes into your life. When Jesus comes into your life, the Father comes into your life. When the Father comes into your life, the Spirit and Jesus come into your life. You can't separate them. You can't divide them up like a piece of pie. So the moment you gave your life to Christ, Jesus Christ put his self in your life in his Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit. So you don't get God a little bit at a time. Does that make sense? 
Okay? God, the Holy Spirit doesn't come in in the later point. He comes in and he, you get all of God when you give your life to Christ. Now the question is, does he have all of you? And the rest of your life, you're going to be given more and more of your life to him. And then the more you give, the more power you have. But he says, because I have this, I now have a new ability to say no. Look at the next verse. So, dear brothers, you have no obligation anymore to your old sinful nature to do what it begs you to do. This is how God sets me free from my compulsions. Before, when I felt compulsed to do something, compelled to do something, I didn't have anything except willpower to stop myself. Now I've got a new power inside me, and I don't have any obligation anymore to listen to my old nature. Now I've heard people tell me, I can't tell you many people who've had an affair, committed adultery, who told me I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't help myself. I just had to do it. I just felt compelled to do it. Well now you have a new help to stop you. And when somebody says, I'm a Christian, but I couldn't stop myself, they're lying. They're lying. Because they, they simply didn't call on the power that was there available to them, and they didn't rely on the Holy Spirit in that moment of temptation. Compulsions. You know, you can ruin an entire life with one second of compulsion. But I have a new power, a new ability to say no. Number four. The fourth mental habit I need to develop, if I want to change my life, is I need to turn my thoughts to God whenever I'm afraid. That's the fourth antidote to these weapons of self-destruction. I remind myself every day what Jesus did for me. I ask the Holy Spirit to give me better thoughts. I realize I now have a new ability to say no. And then I turn my thoughts to God whenever I'm afraid. Whenever I'm afraid. And this is how God's Spirit sets me free from me with the attitude of fear. Romans 8, look at the next verses, verses 14 to 16. For the Spirit God gives you does not make you slaves and cause you to be afraid. Instead, the Spirit makes you God's children. And by the Spirit's power, we cry out to God, Father, my Father. This is actually the Aramaic word, Abba. Abba is not the, the, the group. It, it's, it means Daddy, Papa. You know, it's, it's Dada. It's the most basic, intimate form of Father. Daddy. Daddy, my Daddy. We cry out to God, Daddy, my Daddy. Papa, my Papa. Abba, my Abba. God's Spirit joins himself to our spirits to declare that we are God's children. Now, when I was a kid, I wasn't very fearful at all. I, I really had almost no fears as a child and uh, was pretty reckless and had a lot of fun growing up. Uh, but sometimes as a young child, at night, if I heard something that was kind of scary and I was afraid, I would always cry out to my father. I'd say, Daddy, Daddy, and he could hear me from my room in our house, and my dad would come and see me. Now, when I was afraid, I never called out for my mom. And the reason why is I knew my dad was stronger. <laughs> now, my dad wasn't a big guy, but he was very strong because he was a hard worker, and I knew he could take on anybody. 
And so I'd say, Daddy, whenever I was afraid, I would cry out to Daddy. This is exactly what God tells you to do when you're afraid. Stop focusing on your fear. Start focusing on your father. That's the antidote. Stop focusing on your fear. Start focusing on your father. Now he says, the antidote to fear is two things. First he says, the spirit that God has given you doesn't make you slaves, make you afraid, but he makes you God's children. Whenever you are afraid, the first thing you need to do is remember this, whose family you're a part of. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a child of God. I'm in the family. And families take care of each other. And there's family protection. Now, let's say you grew up in Chicago or New York City and your family was a part of the family. Okay, the, the mafia family, okay? And you're walking down the street as a kid, okay? And somebody starts to assault you and you stop and you say, oh, wait just a minute. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? My father is Guido. And Guido works for Bruno. And Bruno is the capo de capo de capo de capo. He will make you an offer you can't refuse. Are you sure you want to touch me? Because I'm in the family. And the guy says, well, on second thought, you can have your money back. Because the family protects you. Now, when you start to be afraid, God says, the first thing you say, wait a minute. Do you know who my father is? My father is the creator of the universe. My father is God. I'm a child of God. I'm in the family. God takes care of his kids. And then I cry out to father, father, would you take care of this fear for me? Will you handle this one for me? And my heavenly father says, of course I'll handle it for me. Go back to sleep. You don't have to worry about it. I'll take care of you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Hi, everybody. Today I want to share a letter from Edom, a listener from Canada, who talks about the impact Daily Hope has had in his life. I love these stories. He writes, The Daily Hope ministry has helped me greatly in shifting the lens through which I see life. I know now that I was created for God to fulfill his purpose. I understand that every trial or every situation I face in life is a test of my character and is preparing me for heaven. I started listening to Daily Hope at a time when I was confused about my existence. This was when times were bad and I didn't have a job. I always thought a profession defined who I was, but Daily Hope shifted my perspective on life and my purpose. And I soon started to experience peace in my heart when I least expected it. Now, even though I landed a great job, I understand that it doesn't define who I am or my purpose. I was created by God and for God, and I want to surrender fully to his will. So I want to say thanks to you and to the entire Daily Hope team for the impact that you've had on my life. What an incredible testimony of how God's working through Daily Hope to bring about strong sense of purpose in people's lives. 
So thank you everybody for your ongoing support and your faithful prayers. More lives like Edom's will be changed in Jesus' name because of you. If you've been wanting to partner with Pastor Rick to take the hope of Jesus to people who need to hear it, you can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.